Well, Colin, sooner or later you're going to have to sell it. You're the only one to get my tits popping right. No, on second thought, I don't really like that hoary look. Thanks. It's gooky. Uh, <laughs> it's crystal. It's crystal. I told you. <laughs> I also love, I hate you. I know. Uh, you Mary. see, darling, you are a whore. Oh, this movie. This movie. This Mary, movie. talk about showgirls. What's about showgirls? How do you view showgirls? Because I like showgirls has been with me since I was like, you know, 12 years old and I watched it on HBO. Yeah, Showgirls was, I mean, it was one of those things that I knew about, and it, and it was one of those video boxes in the blockbuster. It was like, oh, man, what is what happens in that movie, you know? like it Did just, you, like, have to, like, pretend like you weren't looking at it because your mom was nearby? Oh, absolutely. I it, like, And she may have even not been nearby, but I, I still would just kind of glance and look away. It was just, it was equivalent to, like, a Shannon Tweed 90s thriller. I was like, oh, man. I am not allowed Nine to see Nine and a half that. weeks. Yeah, it was like, this is something I'm not allowed to see. Uh, mm. But this is something that, like, you know, the the parents would watch after you've gone to bed. Like, this is very not... Like sliver. Not it's me. their yes. sliver. Yes. Yeah. This is this is on, yeah, Sliver. You know, maybe once that's over, it's like, you know, you flick to HBO and it's Taxi Cab Confessions. You know, this, mm-hmm. is, this is a dirty night. Uh, it's a yes. dirty Friday night. Right. Uh, it still boggles me that that you know Skinamax existed and Taxi Cab Confessions yeah. and Real Sex like like all of these you know people with TV. It's like oh no, kids are asleep, right? Yeah. Just this broad assumption it that is, it's okay to show this after a certain time of night. It's fascinating. Like HBO at one a.m. on a Friday, it was just you know at a time when there wasn't internet porn and all that. Like it mm-hmm. was. You know, it was slipping behind the beaded curtain at the video store. And uh, I feel like Showgirls was on the shelf next to the beaded curtain. Like, it, right, I was aware right. that it wasn't a porno, but I knew that it was adult, you know. Uh, oh, it was NC-17. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a big bang splash in yeah. downtown Ridgewood, New Jersey, right? This little affluent community, affluent, affluent. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the marquee, it said showgirls NC 17 for all these horny Republican rich fucks that wanted to go see showgirls while their wives were at home with their kids. Sorry. I'm yeah. making this whole suburban fantasy. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's nothing without the suburban fantasy. Like showgirls is nothing to me without the, without the like horny guys at blockbuster renting it you know like that's i think that's a big part of when you say like what's your experience with showgirls it's as much the movie as it is my understanding of the movie over the years that like because it came out in like 95 and i was not i was i was 10 at that point so Mm -hmm. it showed up in my life at such a formative time uh but i never actually saw showgirls until probably like uh, at some point in the last five or six years like i never saw the whole movie really i may have not even seen the entire movie till we watched Since it I met for you. this episode yeah definitely did not see it before i met you yeah oh my god yeah so it's more of a recent experience and the upside of that is that having finally seen the whole thing as you know a cataloging you know camp loving gay man mm-hmm. my appreciation of it is just 
so full where I'm just like, does anyone else know about this? And it's like, yeah, we know. all know. We all know. There's a book about yeah. it, you know? We knew. We, yeah. We've been new. We've been yeah, new. I, you know, I feel like there was some sort of, I don't know, there was this, I guess, facade of legitimacy when it would go up on a marquee because it was directed by by Paul, you know, and, mm-hmm. and oh, Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon. And I feel like there might have been this idea that like, oh, no, but it's legit. So it's OK if my husband goes to see this or, oh, no, it's OK. I'm going to go see this, you know, with my friend because it's like a legit just adult movie. And there's nothing wrong with an adult movie. OK, there's some nudity. Right. Because back in the like mid to early 90s, like, you know, it was like, oh, yep, there's nudity. And that's fine. Like it wasn't. As long as it was rated appropriately, it was like, oh, yep, we're adults. And yeah. that's just how it was. Uh, but meanwhile, like this movie was terrible. And so I think even after it came out, it stuck around or came back because it was so bad. It was one of the first kind of like like word of mouth, like, oh, my God, you got to see how bad this movie is. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is there's a lot of movies – that in the 90s, in the 80s, like where there was just like, you know, that's that's the reason to see the movie is there's lots of boobs, lots of nudity. Like this could have easily just fallen in with that. There, there are any number of Shannon Tweed movies that I can't even name that have probably just as much nudity as Showgirls does, but is not the movies were not tremendously bad enough to be remembered in the same way. And I think there is something about Showgirls, and I'm sure in this in this episode that, you know, we recorded at least a year ago. Uh, I should have looked up when we recorded this episode, but I'm sure we talk about it in this episode, but there is something so tremendously bad in a very nuanced way about showgirls that makes it rise above the rest of these as like, Oh, this is, this is like garish in comparison to your average Shannon Tweed, you know, Skinamax movie. It's just a perfect failure that's and i think that's what we say or at least i say in the episode i'm pretty sure that it's just this perfect failure so much went wrong in the most perfect way and i think that's why there's so much charm to it yeah i mean i yeah it's like the there isn't just like one thing that doesn't work it's like everything feels off the story is strange the dialogue is weird the acting is too much like the, the sex scenes are like not hot. There's, you oh know, God, the sex scenes are a parody. <laughs> yeah. Nomi is such a like strange, like, uh, like volatile energy uh, that is, it's just, uh, it, it's Ugh. like, who, what was the intention here? You know, like, I think there's that question of like, what were, what was anybody thinking? You know, I think. It's also fascinating. I don't think we talked about this too much on the episode, so it's kind of appropriate that we're kind of talking about the cultural impact of this movie. Because I'm just reading right now on Wikipedia, and I think it's worth mentioning, that United Artists, the producer of the movie or whatever, the you know the, the movie house, uh, dispatched several hundred staffers to theaters across North America playing showgirls to ensure that patrons would not sneak into the theater from other films and to make sure filmgoers were over the age of 17. There was this, like, panic to protect children because yeah. of this movie. Which is, like, crazy now because it's, like... It's crazy! Kids have iPhones <laughs> where it's, like, you could see way more explicit content than showgirls, the, the 
you know, flick of a thumb. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, just for context, it turns out we, just to tell, just a, a sense of how long 2020 has been, we recorded and posted this episode in early February of this year. It wasn't even a year ago. Are you serious? Yeah, this isn't even from like a year ago. This is from just before COVID time. So it is from a different era, but this is an episode we recorded like the first week of February. Holy fuck. Yeah. So... Uh, I do not... I This feels like... A year and a half, I know. two years ago. I know. That's why I was thinking, oh, I should look this up because we may have been at a very different era of references and like whatever jokes we make during. I'm sure there's – I was like, oh, there's probably some reference to like season 10 whenever we recorded this. But it's like, no, it was like earlier this year. It was season 12. Yeah. <laughs> Se- yeah. So I'm sure there's like a Sherry Pie joke or something in here somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I – you know, that – that blows my mind. Blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, God. You know, I wonder how movies hit differently after COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I think, you know, alone the idea of, like, not seeing things. I mean, talking about theaters and keeping people out of the theaters. I mean, now, like, you know, we're going into an era where it's like, oh, well, maybe movie theaters just, you know, think everyone. Like, HBO Max, for example, like, releasing all these movies directly onto HBO Max from Warner Brothers. Like, it changes the game. Like it changes like how movies hit when it's not like getting the ticket to the NC 17 movie and going into the dark mm. theater. Or, like you're going on an amusement park ride, you know, like all of that, like the, the, the collective anticipation of what are we all about to see is very different when you're just like huddled over your laptop using somebody else's HBO max login to watch it. You know, <laughs> you're using somebody else's. That's oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, speaking of HBO Max, did you hear the, I forget which movie studio it is, maybe you did hear it, uh, oh no, Warner, Warner Brothers, Warner Media is planning to release its entire 2021 film library on HBO Max at the same time. Yeah, that's what I just said. No, 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 I thought, did you really just say that? I said, yeah, that, that, you know, all the, everything's gonna be released on HBO Max from Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. then I'm an idiot because I was like looking up to see if it was Warner. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's like that whole experience. Uh, like Ugh. a movie, like if like if if Showgirls came out now, like there's no a. It probably wouldn't be shocking to the average teenager, and b like there'd be no there'd be no like kind of oh my god did you see showgirls because it'd be so much more accessible like there's something about when we talk about the context of a movie like this we talk about seeing it on the shelf we talk about like these hot suburban dads going to see it but then there's just in general the idea of it being only like something you have to pay a ticket to go see you know in a limited space you know what i mean mm. i i don't know if i miss it or not mary I mean, I I think I only miss it because it's gone away, and it's not something I did all the time. Because back in the in the pre COVID days, it was like, ugh, it's not worth it to go see that movie in the theaters. I'll just wait till it comes out on HBO Max. And now it's like, oh my god, I would watch I would watch the Lego Movie in theaters if it was possible. What was the last movie you saw in theaters before everything shut down? Um, I was in Fort Lauderdale, and I went to see The Invisible Man. 
Oh my God, with Elizabeth Moss. With Elizabeth Moss. With yeah. Lizzie Moss. Lizzie oh Moss. God. Yeah. And it was more of her snot and amazing eye work. Yeah. Oh. oh, it was so much, so many face journeys. It was good. That was a good movie. I saw that uh, not in the theater. I watched that on you know Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the last movie I saw, ugh, God, it's it's so bittersweet. So I went to go see Bombshell at the Living Room Theater or whatever uh, in oh, Portland. Oh yes, of course, yeah. And you know they serve food, and I'm sitting there with like my small popcorn and like cup of water. Right. It's just so sad. Oh, God. You know, alone in the middle of February, you know, it's bombshell. And I'm like, oh, are they going to play the Billie Eilish song? And, uh, you know, it was it was a great movie, but I didn't see the whole movie at the theater. I actually went like later and, and watched all of it at home. I left the movie early because the man next to me decided to order this stinky Caesar salad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And of course, of course, like idiots, they serve it on a ceramic in a ceramic bowl with metal uh-huh. silverware. Yeah. It's like, like, are you guys stupid? We're in a fucking movie. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I know. It it's so confusing to me, like the things that people serve in movie theaters. It's like, no, I don't want a complicated bowl of ramen right now where I need four different utensils to eat it. I just want a hot pretzel and something to dip it in. It was bizarre and it stunk, Mary. Yeah. It smelled so bad. And he was just like, oh, great, my Caesar salad. I'm like, <laughs> idiot. And I literally got up and left. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. <laughs> stinks. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, and speaking of stinks, you know, here's Showgirls, uh, which you know stunk at the time. But let me tell you, I have I have the limited series box set. I have the you know the behind the scenes documentary, the featurette, uh, the pasties, the the poster of Nomi Malone. I yes, I have it all. I love this movie. For all of the reasons that a gay man shouldn't or should, I I don't know. I don't but know. Fabulous movie. So yeah. And Mary's this, of course, is we are releasing this. Of course, is a, a, a Matreon we did earlier this year that we're now releasing as a free skate. Uh, for any of our free skate Marys, we you know we've been taking not a hiatus, but we've we've cut back a little. You know, post Drag Race Holland. So hello to anybody who we haven't talked to in a while. Um, and uh, but as a bit of a preview, that if you uh, enjoy this episode and you want more of us talking about movies like Showgirls, we have like 150-something Matreons uh, already recorded. And so um, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash allrightmary and become a Patreon or a Matreon as it, as it, as it may be. And what a wonderful gift to yourself for just $5 a month, right? To get access to all of those. It's a holiday gift. Why not? You know? Yeah. Or give it to somebody else you know who is a, uh, a patron of All Right Mary and give them a uh, – we now have, like, year subscriptions. Uh, mm. You can give a friend who's a, a listener as well a year subscription to Matreon and yourself. Gift yourself this year, you know? Um, yeah. Give Why it to not? a stranger. I don't care, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some movie that they like, you know, right. that they want to hear us talk about. Who knows? Yeah, there must be something we've done that somebody's going to like. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, we sound as desperate as Nomi Malone right now, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do. I just threw my fries everywhere. Oh, God. I just, you know, did a dip and then, uh, you know, scratched my nails on your face. <laughs> oh. I'm erect. Why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't know shit. <laughs> All right, Mary. We how do you are like out. having them? <laughs> how, do you, how do you like having them? Oh, I love when she says that. That scene. I I've been saying this for a while. I probably say this in the episode, but like a drag scene, lip syncing this is my dream for yeah. sure. And I want to be Gina Gershon or Nomi Malone. I would be both of them. Uh, I mean, we just cut back and forth. <laughs> embrace the the TikTok format, and you can mm-hmm. do both. Yeah, I just I love when she says, uh, "You got nice tits. They're really beautiful." Do yeah, you like having nice tits, right? And then she ends it with, "How do you like having them?" <laughs> and I feel like there's something about the way her teeth meet her lips during these lines. You know, what I'm like mm. she like she kind of lets her top teeth kind of like, "How do you like having them?" Like she her I feel like her top teeth touch her lower lip a lot during these lines. Uh, well, the punchline of that whole conversation is, you like to show them off then. <laughs> yeah. Everything about her performance. Holy oh, water. this is holy water. Holy water. <laughs> uh, the way that uh, she flinches back. Oh, my God. This scene, that scene. that That's a whole other Matron where we just talk about that scene. I think we potentially moment. do cover quite a bit of it in this episode. Okay, but, good. Uh, good. If good. we don't, we can go back and do a, a micro moment by micro moment examination. All right. Well, Marys, enjoy Showgirls. Enjoy December, and uh, we'll see you soon. See ya, Tatsins. <laughs> Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are like licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. You're going to be running this monster six times a night. Hold on to the railing. You don't want to fall. Take it to personnel. They want some information. 
So there's a lot of scenes from Showgirls that are discussed at length. Uh, there's a lot to hate, a lot to love. Uh, I This scene, I think, for me, is one of the best scenes in the movie, not just because of Matron alum, the HR woman, Irene. Irene, <laughs> um, deceased. <laughs> deceased. Um, that line reading is phenomenal but because of how terribly Nomi Malone lies in this scene it's oh. so bad seven, she's a three, terrible liar 73 73 <laughs> so wait a minute okay let's just do the math let's assume this is present day it's 1995 so you were born in 1973 so that's 7 that's 17 so all right all right 27 but i mean she's like 20 like elizabeth uh hurley or elizabeth hurley elizabeth berkeley is like 20 when they when they filmed this and i feel like a new up-and-coming stripper wouldn't be 27 in las vegas no and that's not a judgment on 27 year olds it's a judgment on las vegas that's right i'm 35 Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't know why I needed to qualify that. I just want to make sure you knew I wasn't like excluding people from stripping. (laughs) Yeah. It's having a senior moment, but it was just Uh, like, I don't, I mean, you strip whatever you want, you know, but I saw hustlers for sure. I saw hustlers. Thank you. That's the answer to that statement. Oh my God. We've talked about this. Irene Olga Lopez. And I know I'm jumping off on a tangent, but we were talking about how she's a Matreon alum. She was not only an Aaron Brockovich. She was in clock watchers. (gasps) <gasps> yeah who is she in clock she Watchers? played the coffee lady the one who was like of course yeah of course <laughs> of course um anyway uh that's just a tangent wow. i just wanted to mention oh wow this is, we go Three way movies now we go way back with irene yeah watch your back Whoopi. colleen camp <laughs> colleen camp watch your back <laughs> don't pitch a tent there colleen yeah yeah exactly <laughs> keep it moving yeah wee wee <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oui, oui. Uh, so, yeah, she is a terrible liar, it, like over the top. So yeah. you wonder what the direction was. And I have to say, I watched on the special featurette, like behind the scenes uh, on the DVD. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where you see Paul, Paul Verhoeven. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, where you see Paul Verhoeven, uh, like coaching Elizabeth Berkeley. Right. And it's basically line readings. And I, 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 maybe he got in over his head. Maybe he's just not a good director. I don't know. But I can't imagine that this scene was any different because she, it is, every choice she makes in this scene is the wrong one. And that's why it's so great mm-hmm. because it's all bad. 
So, and, and I mean, yeah, you could say that about almost this entire movie is it is a series of bizarre acting choices. And I was in like the, the little research I've done, and you've probably seen and heard more than I have if you've seen the special features. It's like Paul Verhoeven is like, I told her to act like that. I told her to be very abrupt and to be really like over the top because I was trying to signal like this is someone with a past of drug problems and potentially has some mental health issues. I wanted to kind of suggest she may have borderline personality disorder. I'm not saying this is true, but this is his justification. And when I think of that lens, I think, oh, if you both were better at that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. The movie, the vision for the movie was, like, gritty and, like, really quite exquisite. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why the movie is so fantastic. And I use that word deliberately because it was such an epic failure. Everybody did terribly at their jobs except for one person on this whole production. And, and that's Elizabeth Irene Berkley. Olga Lopez. <laughs> Gene Stapleton. Yeah. Gene Stapleton, yeah. Um, no, no, everybody does poorly. And and I the, the other thing about this scene that I also love is it's not just Elizabeth Berkeley who's making these wrong choices. It's also the writer. The writer of this movie made wrong choices every single scene. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that is, that's sort of, I mean, that's, yeah, part of what's so fascinating is is there's weird direction and there's weird acting choices and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you boil things down to like the script and it's like, what were the lines? What were the lines in the script? Because you could see scenes of like, um, Molly and Nomi talking about like oh where are you from and, and Nomi it's not in this it doesn't have to be in the script that she's stabbing the fuck out of the soda and she's moving the fries and the ketchup and she's making me fucking laugh you know and like <laughs> like and she's being so aggressive about it like that obviously is a lot more acting choices and direction but then when you have a line reading like oh, it must be uh, kind of weird not having guys coming on you all the time or whatever the line is it's like how how did you, writer, how did you, Joe Esterhaus, hear that in your head, you know? So, I, honestly, like, the, 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 the commentary is, is very enlightening when it comes to the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, some, some, some guy that is obsessed with this movie pointed out that Nomi Malone in this movie is either kicking or staring. And oh. those are her two directions. Yeah, she's kicking or staring. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. And I um, see that. <laughs> right, it's brilliant. Yeah, because it's true. So, um, but yeah, Joe Esterhaus, he he had no idea what women talk about. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Oh my god. You know god. what I mean? Oh, Every, yeah. Everything that they, that women are talking about this movie. It falls under like three categories. They're either talking about chips, right? They're talking about nails, or they're talking about their bodies, and mm-hmm. that's that's all it is. And the one exception is well, there's some exceptions, but there's one which is this scene w- that you're getting, and it is like you're holding a wasp in a Dixie cup. Mm-hmm. And that's what this scene is to me. And it is so overacted, so poorly written. And, and I, you know, I love 
uh, Molly. Like I do. Like Gina yeah. Rivera is great, but she also can't act. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I have to say, I found her to be maybe a, one of the stronger performances in the movie. One of them, yes. I mean, and listen, the bar is low, but like I, I did not mind her as much. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I liked Molly, though. I guess I, you know, yeah, I, we of course you're supposed to. She's yes, the, she's the one, she's, the one yes. pure character, and then she's the one who gets raped, and you know. I, I understand all of that. I mean, I would also say that Henrietta is, you know, Mama is uh, also probably one of my favorite characters, and it's who I would play. That, but, that is who you would play. Yeah, yes. easily. Uh, you, I think, well, obviously you would play Crystal. Let's just, you know. Thank you. Real. Yeah. Thank um, you. Obviously. And this Finally. is this is purely <laughs> in the archetypes we reach for, not in reflection of who we really are. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't who know. we are in drag. Yeah, yeah, who we are, like the kind of drag we like to do. You you like to do that drag, and I like to do Henrietta Bazoom drag. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Or you would or you would play Irene deceased. Or I'd be deceased, yeah. <laughs> um and I could see you playing Penny slash Hope because you would like, oh, get oh, to have that transformation. Would, yes, yes. I would love that. Yeah. Um I, I wanna talk about Molly a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the things that bothers me in this movie is that Molly is, you know, so nice to Nomi, right? Mm-hmm. So nice. Ev- actually, everybody can't resist Nomi, right? Everybody fucking loves her. There, She has this, like, power, right, throughout yeah. the movie. Um, and Molly certainly falls for it. And the, the, the slap in the face for me that I always laugh out loud is – you know, Molly's like, oh, I can make that dress for you when they pass by Versace. Mm-hmm. I can make that for you. And Nomi, who has been living in Molly's apartment or Molly's trailer, is like, no, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I have the money. I can afford it. It's like, then get out of my not yes, even double wide. <laughs> get out of my single wide. Like, get off my couch. Stop eating my <laughs> chips. If you're going to buy stop yourself... Stop eating my chips. Stop yes. eating my chips. The Molly Abram story. Stop eating my chips. You know, it, that is... I will say that is so strange to me that it gets to the point where Nomi is a headliner and she still lives in that fucking trailer. And she's right. still getting rides from a Honda. You know, like... it's <laughs> like Volvo. Why doesn't she buy <laughs> Molly a better car? You know, like she's... It's it That I think is... Um, that's an interesting point I hadn't considered is that she's got the money to buy the dress, but uh, she doesn't have the money to get the fuck off the couch. Yeah. That uh, dress was probably a thousand dollars. At least. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's being sold in Las Vegas, like in that, in that mall, the price is even higher, you know? Right. right. Uh, yeah. Versace. Versace. <laughs> yeah. It's now I, I keep thinking about, because I'm thinking about how what you were saying that everybody, no one could resist Nomi. And I think about Nomi at the club dancing. And I think about just that violent, like when the camera pans over these, oh, these oh, actors. This is, yes. Oh. And then there she is. Everyone has made space because she's just. <laughs> she's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> and that's where, again, I think, wow, if they were really able to show that this is a really unstable woman. Yes. Oh, yes. man, is this great. This is great. Yes. <laughs> but they don't fully let you know that. And then they have people saying, man, she can dance. And you're like, what? 
based on what standard? Like, I feel like the the you know the speed on the YouTube videos been increased to like one point two five. You know, like it's always just a little too much. Oh God, no! That's that. I love that scene uh, for many reasons, and one of them is that first panning of her just convulsing, convulsing. just violently. I mean, it's just like somebody on the commentary that I watched kept saying it, but like, someone help her. She needs help. Someone help her. <laughs> My favorite part is is um, it's when uh, James approaches them and and he's wanting to dance and she's doing this move where it looks like she's rubbing the side of her stomach. Do you know what I'm talking about? She's like leaning, <laughs> yeah. kind of doing this rub and I'm like, she's like, oh, I'm dancing. I'm like, you're not. This is not. What am I doing? What am oh, I doing? Line. It's like... <laughs> That is not dancing. You are sham wowing your stomach, but you're not dancing. It's not dancing. I know that. Much. I know that much. <laughs> you don't know shit. You don't know um, shit. I know that. Much uh, another girl. line where she kicks, right? Like, yeah. Oh, this and this whole thing where she is kicking throughout the whole scene, and then she gets them into a fight and walks away and is staring. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it all it. Oh god, it's it's just such a brilliant way to watch the movie. But um well there's that moment in there once the fighting starts and the fighting of course is so over the top. Like right. why is everyone so, you know, instigated? But she has that moment of like closing her eyes and like taking it in or almost like bedroomizing really like RuPaul mm-hmm. and AJ and the Queen. Uh, mm-hmm. of right. just like, "Oh, <laughs> look what I've created. Time to go." And it's <laughs> like if we could really see that this is like some really if, – if, if we really got told like Nomi is fucked up, I just keep wishing that's what this movie was, you know? Right, that she is this like like psychopath, crazy – sociopath, right? Yeah. Because yeah. she's a sociopath. Essentially, she, is that's her character. Yeah, but, I mean she is like – she's constantly lying. She's – you know, you got to walk on eggshells with her because you don't know when she's going to like flip out and – Dump yeah. your dump the fries, which is a right. grave offense in my book. Oh, uh, totally. It was awful. Like the once vomit. You, once you <laughs> once you vomit and disrespect French fries in front of me, you're not sleeping on my couch and you're not eating my chips. I, and I'm definitely not hitting on you. No, yeah. I'm definitely not. Not when I found you beating my car up and then you pushed me and then you threw up old beef jerky. I'm definitely not trying to have sex with you. Um, so there is a scene that I also love that I know you quote with me often that's in the beginning. And I just, before we talk about the movie generally, I do want to talk about the scene in the casino. Yeah. When, you know, she, she gets all that money, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she starts throwing it on the ground, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, excuse me. That's at least four seventy five you lost in one moment of, of, of exuberation. Was it worth it? Uh, but it's the sooner or later you're gonna have to sell it moment. Yeah. Sooner or later you're gonna have to sell it. Now, here is my question. Um, what I have heard maybe you told me this, but um, that essentially the idea was that every man in this movie is a predator. Every guy is like, that's almost been, there's a drag on the script of like, every guy is like at it, at his worst. Like there's, there's no, yes. there's less of a human being and more of like representing the, the ills of like masculinity in this world, in this like you know, world of casinos, you know? 
Yeah, and I don't know if it has to do with necessarily masculinity in this world, but I what I do know about the movie is that Paul Verhoeven and I guess Joe Esterhaus, one of the overarching themes is how lust poisons us. And mm. so all of the men have this lust and Nomi taps into it even with the women, right? And can completely control them. And so lust is what is the downfall of things. So you'll see a lot of like God or Christianity images in the movie. And that was supposed to be like a bigger thing of lust and purity. Mm. And, uh, and so, so this scene in particular, yeah, it's the first time, maybe the second time, because I can't remember if the, the guy who picks her up in the, pickup truck like hits on her or whatever but this is the first time that we're like okay she's a whore and she doesn't want to be a whore yeah i think in in when she when he first picks her up he says like you know you can sit closer if you want and then she pulls out the knife oh right right yeah. like another kick yeah. yes another yeah another <laughs> aggressive move yeah right. uh yeah and it's i it's interesting like i feel like that there's there's things like that where i keep it's like broken record here but like if they were able to really land showing kind of the poison of everybody and they were able to like really kind of create this world where, um, you know, she's just surrounded by poisoned people and that she's just kind of rebounding from one fucked up person to another. And then, then there's like someone like Molly, who's like a, you know, a moment of, of bright light. Um, but she's crazy and can't like, you know, really accept any of it. I don't know. I think that like, I, I, what I keep thinking of is, and it's such a good, uh, an obscure example, but there's this movie from, I don't remember, sometime in the past five or ten years called Sherry Baby with Maggie Gyllenhaal. I, yes, I've heard of this. Yeah. I can't remember if I saw it. I can't remember if I saw it. I feel like I could. I feel like I did. And I, I can't remember if, if her character was a stripper. I know she had drug issues and she gets out of prison and she, you know, is trying to kind of get clean and, and be with her daughter. And it's a way mm-hmm. different movie and it's way more nuanced. But I think it's it was accomplishing a lot of what this movie is trying to do of like, here is someone who's still damaged. Here's someone who is, you know, they're up against the world, but then they're also up against themselves and their own issues. And Mm. I think like if they were able to have more of that in this movie, it wouldn't be showgirls. It wouldn't be the cult classic that it is, but it'd be a really interesting movie. Sure. And unfortunately Joe Esterhaus got paid $2 million to write the script. Yeah. And it is god-awful. The dialogue just shows that he lit- he did no research into this world or to these people, right? So all of the, the women talking about chips, nails in their bodies, and then, you know, the, the idea that Nomi eats this big burger – But what he knows about dancers is, you know, choreography, steps and moves that he researched and that they have to have brown rice and vegetables. And so you'll see in the script Joe Esterhaus just being a terrible writer because he makes these references and he he puts in these little things that he knows because he doesn't know anything else. Does that and, make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, what's interesting about that is, like, I had, uh, he had claimed that he interviewed, like, dozens of strippers in Las Vegas and, and um, 
you know, got their stories, understand what it was like in Las Vegas and, you know, had worked in a lot of their stories into, you know, the, the incidentals of what happens in the movie. I'm sure like the Penny story obviously is very referential to a lot of girls who show up naive and then, you know, become a part of it. And so he kind of claimed all that. But then when the movie came out, um, there were all of these sort of Las Vegas dancers who were saying like, oh, no, this is not at all um accurate or not at all representative this is totally not you know taken from our our stories and he's stuck to his story and you know they've stuck to theirs but i thought that was really interesting that like he's so much of this is so ridiculous and so over the top and so from one man's point of view and yet he's claiming like the exact opposite that no i'm i spoke to women you know i talked to women i know (laughs) women you know uh awful Awful. I mean, the script is so bad. And that's also why this movie works. Because, again, I'll say it again. Everybody is doing terrible, terrible things. Like, everybody is making bad choices, I should Mm -hmm. say. And, uh, And, you know, Elizabeth Berkley, probably her best scene, in my opinion, because it's so bad, is her first stripped dance. With the Prince song. Yes. Oh my gosh. Which comes on that like red nighty, and then just like, just fights, <laughs> fights, fights, and kicks with a ghost, and then licks a stripper Ugh, pole. Never, never. Disgusting. You can see would the, never happen. You can see yeah. the dirty handprints on it. Ew. She Disgusting. licks it up and down. Ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew. It's. Ew, David. It's um, so yeah. gross. It's so gross and it works. Well, no, it works in the context of the movie because the movie is, you know, it's about strippers. So you think it's supposed to be sexy. There's like a sex scene. There's a lap dance scene. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all of that. And none of the dancing is hot. Like none of it. None of it. Even the stuff at the Stardust, the goddess stuff, like it is ridiculous. And and, and who are the middle-aged couples in the front row watching watching this titty show? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, here's Fred Neville and Sainsbury up here. You know, welcome. You know, you know, regulars every year. Fred and Ev, stand up, stand up. Don't you know? Don't get the g-string. You know, <laughs> caught in your fork. You know, like it's it is it's so never. Yeah, right, right. Like, do these shows even like that's the other thing is. Like, I know that there's Vegas review shows and with, like, lights and spectacle and whatnot. But in terms of, like, topless reviews like this that are, like, dinner theater, is is any of this based in reality? Maybe back in the day, but it is certainly not real now. I, what I also think is very funny, there's two things about Goddess that I think is funny. The first is that we're supposed to believe – that there were monkeys that were performing before this yes. on that same stage. Right, on the same stage, yeah. And mm-hmm. this probably the same set. But And then speaking of the set, that they are able to change that set in one show. Oh, right. Because it's like, yes, it, like they have that kind of like prehistoric thing. <laughs> and it's like then everything changed. Yeah, right. They have these like elaborate costume changes where they're a whole different character. And it's like, well, now you're like a bejeweled like like a flapper from the 1920s but you're still in a prehistoric set there's still a volcano 
Right. What's, right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, I, the sets, the sets change. And I'm like, there is no way mm-hmm. that they do that within the same show. It, it, no, there's no room in this hotel. It's not true. So I, there's that unbelievableness. The last thing I want to talk about is the press. They're, they oh. show two press scenes. The first one being Crystal, and then the other one is like the same dialogue, but with Nomi. Right. And the fact that there are people taking pictures after not an opening night for Crystal Connors, right? No. Like, but for who her is covering? Yeah. Yeah. And but we'll, who is covering this? Who is taking these pictures? How is Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul going to be naked on stage in these shows? Like, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Janet Jackson had one nipple show and her whole career <laughs> took a tumble. Why would she do this willingly? And so, yeah, no, I agree. Like, there's that thing of, of who the fuck cares? Why would there be so much press? How could they even put these pictures in the news or show this on TV? Because she's wearing a see-through bodysuit. So there's her nipples. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's there's that feeling, too, of, like, really? Is this really something? Like, oh, Paula Abdul is going to come be in a number where she rises out of an exploding volcano <laughs> and then... And then poses from the back of the stage. Everyone is performing in front of Crystal. She is the least (laughs) focused. There was a moment I was watching and I was like, oh, I see her back there. (laughs) I see her waiting to be lifted. Oh, I see that, Gina. And that I didn't understand either. What the fuck does she even do in this show? Everyone else is doing more than her. Oh, definitely. Goddess is... The worst written show in Stardust history, I'm yeah, sure. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. And and I mean yeah. the only time we see her do anything is when that like that dance off, that bondage dance off with Nomi towards oh, the end. Yes. Where they're able to do like cat claws at each other. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God is right. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Come on, slave girl. Um, I yeah, so again, another reason why this movie fails so perfectly is that even the musical performances are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridic- the whole concept of it is ridiculous. Like it's all wrong mm-hmm. and, and it's so entertaining to watch. So well, even that aspect, right? And, and everything kind of is – it's over the top wrong. So even when I think about the opening scene when – um, she's in the truck with that guy, Luke, I think his name was. And, and she starts to like, you know, get him, you know, there, there, there's a traffic incident that she induces and, yes. and a, and a tractor trailer is veering around and there, Ugh, and there's it's all like, so, you know, it's, this is the same director of starship troopers, you know, it all kind of goes yeah. to that place. And you're like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Okay. This is like way too manic, you know? And I think the dance scenes, like the musical numbers are really manic and the, the fights and the, and the dancing in the club, everything has that like, uh, like bad diet pills feeling. <laughs> like bad I diet mean, pills. One of my favorite scenes is the choreography teaching scene. Oh, when yes. you know it's like, no me, do a PK turn. That's right. That's right. Uh, and 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 that you know, little queen and gay, the choreographer who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, has a story and probably had a bigger part in another script. Yeah. But, uh, but the whole like five, six, seven, 
like, and, and yep. just these kicks and these throws and these caca and ba-ba and you know, I, yeah. I, it, it gives me so much life as a gay man, right? Oh, like it, yeah. It, it, it just totally, it's so bad that it works for me. That whole montage with, with the thrust it, right? Like everything is so aggressive. It's so it's aggressive. So aggressive. It's so the, yeah. It and it's and I I guess it's like that's where I find this like an intrigue like where this moves from just like a bad movie that's not enjoyable to like into that territory of bad but like in quotes and bad because it's so fascinating all of the choices that are clearly being made these are choices mm. these are not things that happened on accident like you wanted this like every every there right. had to be a lot of hands to contribute to this that little redheaded actor needed to be screaming thrusted and they needed to have a scene of women thrusting on the floor and they needed to have the you know they needed to have gay telling them as they run on stage all right you got two counts to eight two counts to eight what does that even mean why would you tell them that as they're going on stage yeah i know they know they, they know. know they've done this show every night right it doesn't I, change yeah. like right it doesn't change yeah it's like oh it's four counts of eight oh like, <laughs> so glad you told me just as I went on stage. Eight what? They don't do four counts of anything. It's <laughs> it, it, it's moments like that where these were deliberate choices and everybody said, okay, okay, this is what we're going to do. Great. And I think that it's like when a recipe comes together to be like this, it's like, okay, well, let's look at the ingredients. Like, even like, – only one of the ingredients had to be off for this to not happen the way that it did. You know, like the editing could have mm -hmm. been different or someone, the, they could have, the direction could have been different, but all of them were wrong across Terrible. the board. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Like why is Crystal Connors just hanging out in her dressing room before she's about to go on? Like yeah. she's supposed to be in place. And like, yeah. why does she need to shave her legs with a bowl of water? Like go to the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> That just seems like you're making your life harder on a carpet. I mean, totally on a carpet, exactly on a carpet. Yeah, I mean the the obviously you know the the Molly. I want my nipples to press. Yeah, you know, otherwise they look like they're levitating. I don't want them to look Again, like they're levitating. Yeah, like that. all of this breast discussion, uh, it the nails discussion. It, they the, the writer had no idea what goes on backstage mm -hmm. at a show either and was just making all of this up so we're 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 enjoying how awful it's portrayed just this fantasy that's given to us it was the exact opposite of what was supposed to happen and, and that's why i enjoy it yeah an example of that like what goes on backstage and this is where i couldn't i was like is this an extended cut i don't know if i remember this i didn't remember the one dancer's two kids being with her back there being like oh no that's that's in the real one that is yeah. okay yeah because was, the the black girl the black girl like yells at them yep tells them or, to shut the no, fuck no, no. up yeah right it's the is it yes the black girl yells at them yes yeah because you fucked a meter reader right yeah um, yeah yeah that yeah no that's in the original but like that's, what are her two what are these two kids like plucked from you know some uh, you know, uh, daycare, some Montessori two miles away. What are they doing in this dressing room with her right now? That to me felt so. Yeah, completely was, inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and put in there just to have that conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what would they be doing back there with her two minutes before they go on? You know, <laughs> while she's like, 
and everyone's walking around with their tits out. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Um, but Ugh. I guess you could say that about a lot about this movie and, and kind of just go in circles all night, you know? Oh, right. Well, and, and that's why you just have to end with it fails so perfectly. And yeah. that's why it, it, it's so great. I mean, my favorite scene in the movie, bar none, my favorite scene is the restaurant scene between Crystal and yeah. Nomi. Mm-hmm. The, the dialogue... The dialogue is supposed to have a lot of backstory and context and subtext, and there isn't any. Yes, I feel and like that's why yes. it's brilliant, right? It's, because there yeah. isn't anything underneath these characters, and the dialogue is written so that there is. It's so good. Well, like the doggy chow line is clearly meant to be part of a larger conversation about how poor they were and how they were mm-hmm. so poor that they had to eat dog food at some point or, or you know, because of lo- rough lives they've had. But all of that is like, oh, we forgot to explain why they've eaten dog food before, why they love dog food. Like no one thought, oh, but what, why? Why have they had puppy chow? Why have they had dog chow? Um, and I felt like that was what was supposed to happen in that scene at a different, in a different version of the script of like, this is where we really understand um, more about Crystal than that. She had, you know, what was it like uh, red, brown Flat hair, a pantate. Yeah, yeah. And little itty bitty titties. Like yeah, little itty bitty titties. <laughs> I would have loved to know, you know, where she came from, what her story was. It would have been interesting to see like a fully realized woman. I don't know. Call me crazy. Well, you're not crazy. I just love that there's nothing underneath this scene. Nothing. Why are they cheersing with chips, right? Mm-hmm. They're talking about her tits, obviously. The one little Easter egg that the commentary pointed out that I, I, had, I just didn't realize this. And I'm like, oh, this is fabulous. So obviously, Nomi is famous for pronouncing Versace as Versace. Mm-hmm. Crystal Connors named herself after a champagne that's pronounced Crystal. Yes. I I noticed that. Like, I kind of noticed that in passing is when she said that. I was like, oh, that must be a reference to Crystal, which that's really interesting. Yeah. I kind of love right? that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love that, that too. That she's this queen who, like, it's like the emperor with no clothes on that no one has told, like, you're pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> Like, and it's like, but like they, we all see them do that to Nomi. And so the idea that, and obviously the idea is that Nomi is the, it's like, you know, all about Eve, like Nomi is the new Crystal. And it's fascinating to think about, wow, there was a time when Crystal was this like naive girl who saw that name on a bottle of champagne and said, that's me, Crystal, you know? And no one bothered to tell her because they didn't really care what she thought or what she said. They just wanted to see, you know, just wanted to see her dance. They wanted to fuck her. They just wanted to yeah. fuck her. And that's yeah. like, again, I, I know I've said this repeatedly, but like that would have made this a really interesting movie, but it would not be the disaster and the fabulous disaster no. that it is. No, no. And, and this scene, obviously it ends with the lesson of like, you know, we, we are all whores no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're consistently bringing in this, you know, Christianity lust thing where it's like, no, we're all doing, we're not, we're not noble here. What we're doing isn't noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. It never like tries to celebrate this or even like make it look sustainable. I thought that was, right. you know, the ending is kind of interesting. It's like, 
she's got to get out of town. Like there's no, oh, yeah. there's no resolution. And that actually, I was like, this is really interesting. Yeah. She came, she blew into town and what a manic way it all happened. She like blew in and it was all extremes. And then she became the queen and then she just like, and then she like, you know, beats the shit out of a big, you know, a, uh, this guy, you know, the Andrew, Andrew Walker, is that his name? Carver. Uh, Andrew Carver. And, um, she gets to the top and then she's like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And they know who I am now. I gotta go. It, it's, um, I at least well, appreciated it, that, you know? Yeah. The, the first scene in the casino is a condensed version, essentially, of the whole movie. Yeah. Where she wins big and then she starts to lose it all and, and then she's noticed for being a whore. And has yes. To and there's that guy who, who just walks at her and says, hey, I want to see your ass. Oh, <laughs> I want to see your ass. Like, it's like there's like there's no adornment. It's just right to like penetration. You know? Yes, I want to see your ass. Yeah. There's, that the 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 scout the scout that comes. Oh God, he's so. What is his name? He's such a little fucking creep in this movie. Is it Phil Newkirk? Is that who it is? Oh, you mean uh, the guy? Oh, T- Tony Moss. No, the other one, the one who. Uh, takes her to go oh, see yes, Caesar Phil Singh. Oh, yes, Phil Newkirk. Yeah. You ever Phil seen Newkirk. Caesar Singh? He's, it's great. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you'll love it. You'll love so, it. So, no, so he goes to scout her. He's to recruit her. Yes. And he's like, oh, no, you were great. And she's like, she sent you, didn't she? And he's like, no, no, you were great. Who sent who sent me? I, I came, blah, blah, blah. And so on his way out, just completely out of nowhere, he walks by a stripper and just slaps her ass. Yes. I thought that was so interesting because it was like we're, the movie wastes no time letting us know that these guys are, you know, they're, they're all monsters. And I think even with, um, even with Kyle MacLachlan's character, even with Zach, they, they show us earlier on. They show him getting on the phone with Phil saying, oh, buddy, mm-hmm. get on. Get back up here. So we know before the end, we know before Nomi that he's no better than anybody else. Oh, and yeah. No. They, he, he's, yeah. No. Right. And the same with uh, what's his face? Um, Glenn Plummer. Uh, James. We know that his character is also not noble from the beginning because yes. he's plotting with his friend about her. Yes. Yeah. We There's never this, like, the idea that there's like a Prince Charming or there's someone who's going to sweep her off her feet and rescue her. And if you think about it, even the guy in the beginning, this guy, Luke, I mean, that's sort of like the prince on the white horse on the blue pickup truck, you know, and, and that model of like, if you think about Nomi, you think about like, a, or you think about a girl who is from like middle of nowhere America, who's, you know, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go, you know, be famous in Vegas. And then this portrayal of like this guy who says he's, you know, coming from drive, but since driving since Kansas and he's driving this classic Ford pickup truck and he's got this kind of like, you know, classic, you know, country boy, like who you'd look for, who you'd marry if you didn't leave town and go to Vegas. And it's Mm. that kind of guy who shows up to kind of quote unquote rescue her with his, you know, trusty steed. And (laughs) he, you know, but he like brings her into this world and then like doesn't necessarily bring, he brings her out of it, but it's like, you also know that he's just bringing her to LA, which is worse. So oh, the idea that I there's never a prince on a white horse because he's always either he himself is dangerous or is leading you into destruction. Right. Right. Or both, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, Kyle McLaughlin, same thing, like never noble. 
always was just gonna fuck her. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Al, uh, the guy with the acne, Robert yeah. Dobby. Yeah. Um, it his character is probably the worst written character in the movie, um, because you know he's this monster at the cheetah, right? Yeah. Like a fucking monster, like telling them that you know they have to give them a blowjob and you know mm-hmm. if they come on you it's fine and uh, and all of that forcing her into a lap dance situation that she doesn't want to be in and all of that he is terrible and yet later there's that like nice music in the background when Al and Henrietta come to the stardust to see her yeah. and it's like this man is a fucking rapist and yes. like he's this father figure for her no, right. there, there's nothing good about this man. No. That was really, I, I remember, I remembered, you know, the scene where they come back later to see her and I had forgotten how awful he was. I mean, the last interaction is him yelling out the, the door, like, you know, that she can't come back here, even if you give me a blowjob. <laughs> the writing. Oh, oh my God. God. Like blowjobs. Like everybody's just like, yeah, blowjobs, blowjobs. <laughs> Like blowjobs. blowjobs. I just I feel like 2020 is you know we're post blowjob. You know it's like I it, it just that to me just felt like big whoop. You know and <laughs> <laughs> big whoop. Though I will say that line about when he when he says to Penny of like first I'll get you used to the money and then I'll make you swallow. I was like Ugh. oh my god. Yeah. That's like a monster. That's right? monster. That that's that's like that's like pretty good writing you know and that it's so awful um but yeah then for them to come back and obviously Henrietta's always been you know a a sympathetic character but for them to come back and for Nomi to have no hard feelings towards Al like oh hey no big deal you know we were all growing and learning right (laughs) just kids then yeah different Uh, places you know yeah (laughs) we were all in different places oh god yeah I terrible man a terrible man in this movie that was written so poorly but if we're on the subject of like her parental figures right Henrietta there's a joke that Henrietta tells that is also like when in what strip club is this is this gonna happen I think I know you're saying we're gonna say but go for it yeah but the joke is uh what do you call that piece of useless skin around a twat a woman. A woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where I was. It was like, no, that's not how this works. When the big body <laughs> performer comes out, she doesn't. She doesn't make fun of women. She doesn't denigrate women for men. Like that's not how this works. Like it made sense in the beginning when she was like, you know, dealing with the hecklers. But then it was like, why is this her material? Like, why? Well, but is- even. Even when she was talking to the hecklers, Colin, oh, she yes. was like, I'm so fat, like, I'd have to piss on you to get a clue. Yeah, like, you, you couldn't, couldn't even, even find the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. instead of it being you couldn't even find it with that little pin dick over there, it's yes, like you couldn't exactly. even find it there because I'm this bulbous, disgusting <laughs> thing. Maybe I can uh, I can excrete waste on myself, and then you could have right. sex with me. Like, could we— could we make it any worse? Could we treat a woman any worse? You know? Exactly. And even the men in the club, like all of them are these horny, terrible, lusty, just 
awful men. Like, they're so terrible to these women. Yeah. All of them. Horniness in this movie feels written by a teenage boy. It is that kind of, like, I mean, it makes me think of, and obviously they're very similar, is the lap dance and then the pool sex scene, the infamous pool sex scene. the same. Where it was like, who, everyone, the writer, because he has kids, the director, Elizabeth Berkley, Kyle MacLachlan, we've all had sex. We all know that that's this is not good sex. This is terrible sex. Terrible. This is terrible. And you're not even inside of her anymore. It's not possible. Right. This doesn't feel good for anyone. No one wants to be waterboarded while they're getting fucked. <laughs> exactly. She was the water was going on her. She's gonna yeah. choke. She's gonna drown. Somebody help her. Yeah. <laughs> I have, now it's like I've got water up my nose. I've got you barely up my vagina. Like this is not fun. This is not fun. It's so, so ridiculous. It's so over the top. It's She literally is convulsing in, yeah. in that scene. Uh, and then Crystal's just watching, getting high on cocaine and... Oh yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, in the in the when she's doing the lap dance, and we see that 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 classic Nomi Malone move of, of she's kind of like, "What time is it? It's six thirty. It's six thirty-five. It's six thirty. It's six thirty-five. It's six twenty-five. And she's just being the hands on the clock. You know, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're just trying to wring out the sponge, or you know, or the mop. Like she's just. Um, not doing anything remotely enjoyable. And I think this is sexy. where it's not it's even not, sexy. It's not sexy. It's not enjoyable. And what's confusing though, or maybe this is leading into that, that whole thing about the horniness is that he is basically coming in his pants over this. And I'm like, right. Physiologically, unless you were like doing this chastity thing of not touching yourself for a while and you're so sensitive that anything will get you off. I don't know how this is making you come. This is no. making my balls hurt because I think you're mashing them. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. Rid- there's nothing sexy about it. And and even even Elizabeth Berkeley when she gets naked, when she takes off her clothes during the striptease and when she takes off the bottoms in this scene, there's this reaction that the actress has that takes me out of Nomi Malone that mm. a, a lap dancer or a stripper wouldn't do where she's kind of like, here I am. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, she feels her nudity. I'm out. Yeah, Yeah, she feels her nudity. And it's not hot. It's not sexy. None of these scenes are sexy. Um, I love watching her eat hamburgers in this movie. I think that is comedic. Enormous, like, Carl's Jr. triple whoppers. Oh, I just kept thinking. And then you're going to go dance? I know. Yeah, The, the whole audition... Um, that is one of the most degrading scenes in the movie. Yes. Uh, and, and to the point where it is so over the top that you have to laugh at Tony Moss being a prick. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the whole nipple scene, like, I'm erect. Why yeah. Oh, God. That right? part was, Terrible. and then he gets the, bo- the, the bowl Very of ice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, the bowl of ice. Just, I mean, that whole sequence is terrible. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I don't know how unrealistic it is, mm-hmm. sadly. You know, it, it kept making me think of that scene at the finishing school in A League of Their Own. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, very, very nice. nice. Lovely. Lovely. 
<laughs> it would be great to have like an overdub of that moment of one or the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Either one would be great. <laughs> Fuck off some of this baby fat. Yeah, Scram. right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I think it's better to put a league of their own over the showgirls scene. Yes. Right? Yes. Very nice. Very, very nice. nice. Yes. Lovely. The oh. eyebrows, soft and separate. There mm-hmm. should be two. Right. <laughs> Though I love, I mean, again, talking about like awful lines that are kind of great writing is fuck off that baby fat. That's great writing. <laughs> that's just like, that's a great line that I, that takes a, like some. Fuck off some of that baby fat. Yeah, once you go fat. fuck off some of that baby fat. Like, See oh, what a burn. I love that. <laughs> Uh, I think I love uh, shows called Goddess. It's not called Classes. Oh, yeah, see ya. It's like, oof, (laughs) fell for that one. Um, Now, uh, there is a nuance that I wonder if you noticed mm -hmm. right after this audition. When Nomi's very upset in the mirror and Crystal comes backstage and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's she's like, did you enjoy that out there? And Crystal says... Yeah, darling, I think I did. And uh, Nomi goes, I hate you. I did not. I don't remember this moment, no. Oh, my God. I must have just, like, looked away or whatever or just been distracted for a second, yeah. So Nomi goes with tears in her eyes, like, because this was after, like, basically the whole I'm erect, ice Mm -hmm. fucking assault. Mm -hmm. So, and then Gina Gershon is like, uh, uh, She's like, I hate you. And then Gina Gershon goes, I know. And then it cuts to Nomi Malone. And this is like a deep cut for big showgirls fans. Mm -hmm. And then Nomi, all Nomi does is just has this aggressive sniffle in through her nose. Like, ooh, oh, I will go back and look for that. I love that. Uh um, and then the then the scene goes away. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Okay, I will. I mean. Having now watched it in full and it's been a while, I'm like, oh yeah, this. There's a there's a almost I almost can't really describe it, but that feeling of when you see something and you're like, oh, I'm gonna be watching this many times, you know, like oh, completely, you know, like the Devil Wears Prada, looking for it, yes, yes, yes. and you start yes. to, and there's just always reasons to come back, and even it, whether you're discovering new things or just revisiting familiar things. It, you just know after you finish it, like I could just hit play again right now. Mary, just taking a couple of tokes and putting it on, like it, it totally changes the movie too because you'll want to think deeper about how terrible it is and you'll also notice the choices that are not being made slash being made, right? Well, that was, I mean, yeah, I certainly was a little, I was pretty stoned this morning watching it and it was- Oh, good. Uh, and that's true. Like I think this is a great movie to get a little high and watch not just from the like, oh, make fun of it with, with your friends, because like it's not 2002 anymore. So like, let's yeah, get right, with the times. Right. Um, but like, you yeah. can laugh at how awful. Oh it is, yeah, but it's a different than the 2002 party. Right? right, exactly. I like. I think at a certain point, I like we're doing that with cats now. So it's time to like yes. get with the times. I, I yeah, I think there's a lot. Like another thing that I'm actually like really kind of fascinated by with this movie that I think it does really well is and I know they did a sequel is they show us the evolution of Penny and as this kind of you know we see her when she first enters the movie and she's very innocent and they don't hit the nail over the head or they don't hit it too strong of how she 
changes over time. And I love like the one of the next times we see her after that first time is doing the 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 dance together with Nomi and how it's like, oh, she's kind of a lot more comfortable now. And mm, it's right. when I banging their vaginas when together. they're banging their vaginas together. Oh. That must feel good. Isn't this how it's done? <laughs> Um, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> so my question is, have you seen Showgirls 2? I, this is full disclosure, I watched probably about 20 minutes of it, mm-hmm. and it is unwatchable. Really? All right. It is so, it is, it's not even good, bad. Like it, it's unwatchable. You don't want to watch it anymore. Huh. All right. I mean, I I get that, right? There are certain things where you're like, I just, I'm not getting the good, bad feeling out of this. I'm just, I'm frustrated and I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, All right. I mean, I might like watch a few minutes just so I can like feel that feeling Mm -hmm. and then turn it off. Mm -hmm. But good to know. Um, I didn't expect it to be good. I just, knowing that they kind of try to continue the story with Penny, I think as a character, she is one of the ones I'm more interested in the movie. Like she is kind of interesting. That's why I'm interested oh, in her. I'm saying interesting uh, a lot. Yeah, there's a there's a better word, that's, but <laughs> that, that's fine. I yeah. I'm more interested in Molly. Um, yeah, because I'm kind of like this movie took no care of Molly, mm. none, none whatsoever, to the point where she's like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna make you." You know, they also talk about Mexican food, right? So it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make you," uh, you know, "Are we gonna buy you burrito?" Or maybe even fajitas. Like it's that much more glamorous. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's such a weird note. It's written so poorly. The whole thing, there's a line that Molly has that I guess she didn't even know how to say it because it's so ridiculous. And I love uh this. Uh Do you know what I'm talking about? Where she's like, uh, oh, I'm going to graduate and I I have one more class and then they're going to have to give me that degree. And I'm like, well, of course they're going to give it to you because you finished. Yeah, four more (laughs) classes and they're going to have to give me that degree. (laughs) That's how it works. Yep, they're going to do it. They're going to have to because you did all four of them. I agree. That moment really was bizarre. Um I also feel like not for nothing, but she had a lot of other opportunities to warn Nomi about the boat show. That's right. Then that one moment where Crystal was interrupting her. They live together. So like talk about it in the, in, in in the Honda Accord on your way home, you know, um, that was insanity. Yeah. Insanity. And you know what? Not for nothing. And I learned this on the commentary too. Molly also could have told Nomi how to pronounce Versace. Yes, Molly is a designer. She that's true. Like at some point it must have come up. Uh yeah. Yeah, I I hear you. I think Molly uh she's done a little dirty in this. Obviously, she gets the worst fate in a way because she's brutally raped. That scene is um oof. That, it, that scene is unwatchable, and yeah. I always skip it. I really I, yeah. do always skip it. I skip right to the hospital, and I watch uh, her hock a fucking loogie on his face. Like, that oh. is a lot of it, phlegm. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much. It's like she had a mouthful of Fresca before she did that take. <laughs> it was. I was like, are you coming down with something, girl? Yeah. Like, are you sick? <laughs> yeah. Can we check the color on that? Yeah. That was huge. But, you know, I know I agree. The scene is, it's, I mean, 
yeah it's really violent it's it's very and very just like painful to watch and not that it it's the be. worst scene of the movie yeah it shouldn't be in the movie i don't think i think future versions they should just cut it out because it's i mean you know how we're talking about like wrong choices like yeah. this was a wrong choice from everybody it had no play it it we were leading up to this Never, never, never. I think in a grittier version, in a better version of this, what they would want to be showing is that here is this this woman, this you know, the girl really, who's been looking up to this guy and who's been obsessed with this guy, and finally he comes to town and she gets the chance to meet him, and then you find out that you know maybe he could be portrayed as yeah this beloved singer, you know this popular guy, and it turns out he's a fucking monster. And I think there's a way to do that, but not. This is not the way. It comes out of nowhere, and it goes from like, oh, I just thought we'd have some fun, to him punching her in the face. And then this brutal, brutal. Brutal. I mean, I know that you fast-forwarded through it, but like I watched it. And I mean, yeah, the part where he's like licking her face while she's getting raped by the bodyguard. I know the scene, yeah. And you're just like, what is – I mean, again, like I get it. They want to show how awful this city is, but – you haven't earned this kind of darkness when moments ago Nomi was waterboarding herself in a pool, you know? Um, right. It, it's just, you, it just doesn't make sense. You, you, yeah. It's just, it's too much. And I think that was like something people have, it's weird to say, Oh, it took the fun away from the movie, but that's like what a lot of people have felt. But I think it, I think it makes this a harder movie to enjoy as this as this bizarre masterpiece of bad filmmaking because it, mm-hmm, that's right. It's like, well, I don't. You have to kind of accept that. Then there's also like a scene where that isn't fun to talk about on any level. You accept that there is. Well, you have to accept. You know. Like, oh, you have to. Like yeah. a, a celebration this is, this of, is... of showgirls. Eventually, you're gonna have to get to the scene. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. I I can't find a way to be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't I Boy, can't. was that weird, right? Yeah, right. Uh, do right. you think? I mean, if, it's awful. Do you think if they like, regardless of, of the fact that they don't really build this up, if they just showed it start like the realizing she's in danger and then the aftermath of her stumbling out of the bedroom? Do you feel like that? I mean, obviously, it's better than seeing a brutal rape, but do you think that is is that kind of what you're recommending, or there should the Andrew, you know? Carver or whatever story should not have ever existed at all. Uh, I think it could go either way, but Mm -hmm. certainly just, you know, cutting to Molly didn't have a good time and needs to go to the hospital. Right. Like I think and collapsing, like I think that could have, we could have seen that and then gone to the hospital scene instead Mm. of watching the rape. Right. But yeah, obviously no characters in this movie are, fleshed out right Andrew Carver comes to the party he's just like I love your ass call Mm -hmm. me right Mm -hmm. and it's like that's all we get from him there's you know it's nothing and then then there's that awful scene where you know fuck her fuck off when she goes to visit him in whatever fucking gorgeous hotel he's staying at and uh, she you know she beats him up but before that she has something on her nipples and he starts like biting them. I think it's, it's lipstick. I don't understand it. It was so uncomfortable, especially watching him bite her tits. Like I, it made me feel so again, not sexy. Yeah. I am not, I am not one of those people that wants 
anything done to my nipples. And I know there are some guys who I know. I am. Yeah, <laughs> some some people are, and some people like it rough, and they want you to like go to town on them. No. I have always been like, hey, all right, all right. Um, uh, as RuPaul would say, I'm twisting your tits here. Um, <laughs> now, two things I want to note is one, I love that this actor William Shockley that when he appeared in Showgirls he was in the midst of uh being a series regular on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman <gasps> yeah oh my god he plays Hank Lawson who I bet was like the love interest or something I, I'm sure he wasn't the monster that he is in uh in this movie so there's that I also who played Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman who played her Jane Seymour Okay. Oh, Jane Seymour, yes. of course. Um, but I, you know, this scene, this wackadoo scene, you know, I love at the point then when she when she attacks him and she just starts, yeah, kicking, of course, and kicking him and kicking him, and how fucking insane she looks! Like that look in her yes. eyes, you're like, oh wow, yes. she is going into a total spiral here. She is bananas. I love it again in a better it was movie great to watch yeah yes. in a better Revenge. movie yes. this moment is showing us nomi malone fully unhinged and yes. and almost like charlie's theron and monster you know what i mean like that was what i wanted to see was that version of like nomi malone going batshit and it's like this was the nomi that had to leave cheyenne wyoming you know right right like, right this is if, the nomi the, it, yeah. yes yes she's she is a a piece of work, if you will. Yes. Um, but so he, so what's interesting about this scene in comparison to the brutal rape that we had to witness, you know, mm. five minutes before, we don't see any of the blood or the bashing. Like, uh -huh. yeah. Not, he gets none of that. Yeah. And yet we had to watch all of that with Molly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it just, it, it, it made zero sense to me. Zero. It's true. It spent a lot the, a of time lot on of her the, suffering. It, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the 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 people who get injured in this movie, it's all done poorly, right? So, you know, you have Crystal who falls down the stairs uh -huh. and it's a compound fracture, right? Which basically means like her hip bone came out of her body, Ugh. okay? Ugh. And then you – but that didn't happen by falling down those fucking no. stairs. No, that like – you yeah exactly that did not happen by falling down the stairs for and sake. she was con she was conscious and nobody was like what happened and she wasn't like she fucking pushed me she like, would have felt yeah <laughs> yeah well i felt two hands on my back i know that happened yeah that was i mean because it's not like she subtly trips her she she gives her like a real, you know, it's, yeah. this is not this <laughs> is not shove. Dolores Claiborne. She does not lead her to the pit. Accidents, Nomi, right. Dolores can be an, it can be an unhappy stripper's best friend. <laughs> what are you talking about, Colin? Nomi, Nomi wasn't even close to her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and and somehow <laughs> that girl knew that Nomi was covering for her when she threw the beads. Um, somehow oh right. and can we also comment just on that moment that they left that poor girl on the stage until the audience had finished their dessert and gone home there's a bus boy in the background clearing like a bar cart and she's still laying there they bowed while she laid there. Yes, I know. She was fucking just screaming yeah. agony from falling on her back. But meanwhile, it's her knee, folks. But it was her um. knee. Yeah. 
45 minutes. Sir, your knee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 45 uh, minutes later. Yeah, act two, the intermission. Jeez. Right, we come back. <laughs> oh, my knee. And it's like, at Tough no break. point, no one could have... <laughs> No one could have moved you. Oh, the black people in this movie are shit on for sure. Yes. Oh, sure. yeah. No, I, they they do not. Um, nobody nobody does well across the board. But I would say if you look at the fates of all of the black characters in this, it's not good. Even like uh, James. I mean, I feel like he's his fate was kind of sad in a way. It's not that he like died or got hurt or whatever. He just is bound to like a really unhappy mediocre life and he's never gonna make it and um i don't know what that last line he had was like life sucks i'm an idiot t-shirts what what was that it's it's because he says uh he keeps saying things like like slogans yeah she's like like would you read that on a t-shirt right Mm -hmm. like or she says that, right? Like, life right. sucks. And he's he's like, you know, you sound like a t-shirt, right? right. So that's what that last that's what that kind is. of but yelling it, was about. It, yeah. But it, at that point, it's almost like he's just like yelling out, like he's reading a telegram that he sent her. Life sucks. I'm with idiot. T-shirts. <laughs> ah. Everybody got AIDS so and bad. shit. Everybody, everybody got, AIDS, got AIDS and shit. Everybody got AIDS yeah. and shit. That is – Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't put that line. on a tote bag, but like the <laughs> the line itself out of context, troubling. But in context, it's like, okay, yeah, 1995. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're trying to say is everyone has to be very careful. You can't just be hooking up with anybody. But this is kind of like the doggy chow moment. You got to like, you can't just come out with everybody got AIDS and shit. You, you got to build up to that a little, you know? Oh God! So, and you know, again, another problematic writing moment. She he fucking bails her out of jail, okay? Mm-hmm. And then she's she's like, buy yourself a cup and gives him a quarter. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, her best friend doesn't bail her out; just picks her up. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So he bails her out, but still, you know, she's playing hard to get. I. It, yeah. Terrible. I don't know. Terrible. Just, and I'm not saying that he deserves, you know, a blowjob. But not even if you give me a blowjob. But but just be kinder, right? Like little, just be a yeah. little kinder, right? Yeah. Right. Like help help me out here. Uh, I don't know. Pain it's, in my dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not just a pain in my head and a pain in my dick. You're a pain in my ass. Like lines like oh, that. I'm like terrible. You writing. can see it coming <laughs> all the way down the strip. You know. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? You know what line I I don't see coming is uh uh-uh, look what I found. No me. Oh no wait, that's um, two scenes. I'm combining two scenes. Um, mm-hmm. whatever gnomes she says after that, but then before in the beginning of the movie, no me. You're just gonna sit here and eat chips. He's gonna sit around all day and eat <laughs> chips. Watch TV and eat <laughs> chips. Yep. I love it. I no, love here's it. something uh, I discovered. We have often said, where are the ginger snaps? Oh, yes. It's yes. where are the sugar snaps? Yes, it's sugar snaps, Mary. Sugar snaps. <laughs> where are the sugar snaps? And I'm like, peas? Is it peas? Is it peas? I, I know. Like, I, for yeah. years, I mean, I get quotes wrong just like sure. you are all the time. Sure. Where are the ginger snaps? Where are the are sugar snaps? Sugar snaps. Uh, ginger snaps is a better line. <laughs> it is a better line. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I change it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on purpose. You ever hear Caesar sing? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to love it. <laughs> I, you know what I will say, the acting choice of the redhead in that scene, I loved because she's like, 
Okay. Oh yes, the other girl at the boat show. She mm-hmm. was she was interesting because she was also the one who like Nomi had asked her in the in the dressing room like oh like do you like doing the boat shows and she's like like it sure and then she kind of gets to sure, end I the scene it. like watching yeah. Nomi walk away uh, that like those were the moments where I was like oh this is interesting oh I want to know like what does she know are we going to get a moment of her being like of her getting is, is this an act one gun for like a moment where she says something you know or where she like tells Nomi like this is no, what she's she, not on Nomi yeah no, yeah but not she's on Nomi's side at yeah all. but she just yeah. yeah she doesn't contribute anything yeah nothing like she's not written that way I also I don't know when you watch it again just notice how many people Nomi pushes. She oh. pushes so many people in this movie. Always. She's always like to the point where she's like a pinball. She's just bouncing yeah. against people's bodies. And like that makes me think of somebody who is like, again, I'm, I keep going back to like if, if we're supposed to be seeing a very unstable person, like here's somebody who. Sociopath. You know, yeah. and, and even like maybe has like a, like a chemical imbalance where they're not on the right meds. They're, they're mm, you right. know, like they're everything. Manic. Is, they're manic. Yeah. They're not, they're, their coordination is off. Like I think that's like, again, <laughs> like, yes. Nomi being like manic and uncoordinated. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but for, but she has this like prowess, right? So yes. she gets cast anyway, even though she can't really do the choreography. But she's such a spectacle, right. and they just love her tits, they, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. People can't look away. It's like, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you you think about like I don't know, like Judy Garland. Like you think of like the late late in her career, everybody's watching, knowing this is this poor woman, like. Somebody help this woman, but she's fascinating, you know, and she's yeah. so in a way she I mean, Julie Garland was genuinely talented, but we all I mean, even now there are troubled performers that we all just keep clapping for because it's fascinating. Yes, Billie Eilish, right? Like, yeah, I think Billie Eilish has said more than once, like, I need help. Help me. Oh, right? wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, even now it's like reality TV stars, you know, and we, we love oh, to see people gosh. unbalanced on TV. And um, yeah. and it, it, that kind of speaks to that, like, which I think would be a cool theme in this movie is like that sort of coliseum quality of uh, people are sort of fascinated by like, when's the lion going to finally kill you, you know? Mm, right. Yeah. I, I think about that with the housewives all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, and even, even like, I love Amanda loves to hate teen mom. And then when you step out of that world and think about what that show is, it's like, actually, this is all very, very sad. Oh, right. I mean, that's kind of like, I think why you have to go to the place of, you know, all those voices and, and the way Amanda yeah, does yeah. it, because otherwise it's like, <laughs> this is some dark shit. We have a TV show about teen moms failing. Of course they're going to fail. They're 15. Right. And they're right. a mom. They have drug problems. They have, yeah, yes. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but let's pay them. We'll pay them. It's fine. We'll pay Don't them. put them in jail. Yeah. Don't put we'll them in jail. A producer. Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of keep this thing going. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah. For years, that show has been going on, yep. uh, which is insane. Yep. Uh, same with the, the Housewives. But um, back to Showgirls, uh, we were talking about the pushing. We were talking about the manic behavior uh, and and Nomi uh, doing all of that. Being uh, uncoordinated and, a, and spastic and unmedicated. Sure. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I, I had another thought. So we are – okay, so maybe we should we should end our discussion because we've been – 
pirouetting or PK turning around her. Yes. Uh, but the best part of this movie, and the one who knew exactly what she was doing and making all of the right choices the entire time, was Gina Gershon. Yes. I think that this is a great place to land for our final point, is Gina Gershon is perfect for this movie. Not just in this movie. She's perfect for this movie. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and Kyle MacLachlan's career was probably just as ruined as Elizabeth Berkley's. I love the ass shot. Don't know if that was his. It wasn't. But, uh, I checked. Yeah, it, okay. It's okay. not. But, but it was in the bedroom when we almost saw his brown eye. Oh, I, you know, I love that. I'll tell you, this is a weird thought, but I keep meaning to rewatch the movie The Devil's Advocate from 1997 because there's a similar <laughs> shot of Keanu Reeves that I remember being like, ooh, what was that? What did I just see? see? We're going to see a hole. Yeah, yeah, where I, I was about to go on an excellent adventure with that. <laughs> Point break, Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Speed. <laughs> I was on cruise control. <laughs> he wasn't even in that one. <laughs> You're now entering the Matrix. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can see his John Wick. <laughs> Something's got to give, and yeah, I think that was it. Okay. I think that was it. That was it. Um, uh, we're no yeah. longer uh, walking the clouds. You know what I'm saying, Mary? No, um, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> was one sweet November. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> sweet November was he in that movie? I didn't see. Maybe that. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to make a sweet November reference. Um, You're playing hardball now. Yeah. Oh, you um, betcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Visit his lake house, okay, Mary? <laughs> oh, man. Um, now you're just even going to, like, the, the ones that failed, the duds. <laughs> oh, my God. You think lake house failed? Sandy Bullock was in that, that movie. That movie failed miserably. <laughs> oh, God. I love that a lot of Keanu Reeves movies didn't fail. Uh, which no. Which I think even more fascinating. My old roommate from Fort Greene, Matthew, used to make me watch Bram Stoker's Dracula because it's so bad. Oh, so, yeah, he's like terrible accent. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, maybe after – you could have a double bill, Devil's Advocate and then Dracula. Oh, yeah. I also feel like I might try to see Johnny Monomic again. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you – how did you pronounce it? Johnny Monomic. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes a movie called Johnny Monomic? It's called – it's called mnemonic, Mary. <laughs> no, the first letter is an M. Johnny Mnemonic. I know, and that's how you spell, Min Mary, that's how you spell mnemonic. mnemonic. You need a mnemonic device to spell mnemonic. No. Yes. Yes. Am I blowing your mind right yes, now? I'm, I'm, I'm in shock. Mnemonic device. I did not know. I feel like RuPaul with military. Mnemonic <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny. I can't believe you're pronouncing it like this. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, I can't. I don't know how to not do it. Johnny. Johnny Mnemonic. Mnemonic. No, mnemonic. 
Johnny McMinimix. Johnny McMinimix. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny. All right, back to back to Gina Gershon, please. Yeah. Oh God. So so okay. So she is perfection in this movie. Uh, how for you? Is there anything that she's doing right that you see? Uh, Gina Gershon. Yes. Uh, what I think that she's doing right, I feel like Gina Gershon is like the only actor who's in on the movie she's in, and. I partially, I think that she's given this great role that works in these kind of like the role of like the the sexy kind of ice queen as a camp character. It works in mm-hmm. a bad campy movie. It's you, you're almost safe because that role fits this this thing. Like I think if if Showgirls was a really serious movie and like really was really gritty, and then she was kind of ridiculous. Like, if she was, like, exactly the way she is now, it would feel ridiculous. But she's playing these, like, campy notes where she's not, like, she just, I don't know, she just, it works. She always works in this movie for me. And uh, and I think it's just because that's what, like, that's, this kind of character survives a bad movie because she's a bad movie character archetype, you know? Yeah, she... she... She read the script, the awful script, and was able to tap right into how those lines were supposed to be said mm-hmm. so that she didn't come off awful. She just came off as part of the tone. Yeah. And 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 for me, so she has all of the hoary lines and doing my nails, darling, and itty bitty titties, and you see, darling, oh, I like nice tits. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, they're really beautiful. You like having nice tits. Like, she has these great, great campy 2D lines throughout the whole thing. And the way she sells it for me is not just the delivery, but just how, just her... Um, general movement in the movie Mm -hmm. what she does with her arms her hands her shoulders her face it's all very realized and the same person i never see her leave character totally i agree i think it's all it's in the way that elizabeth berkeley and and i'll i'll suggest that it's paul verhoven's direction the way that Nomi does not seem to know what to do with her body, Crystal seems to know exactly what to do with her body. Mm. And it's, yeah. And so it's also, that makes it even stranger that anyone thinks Nomi's a good dancer. Like when Crystal's sitting there watching her give the lap dance, it's like, you, you know, this is, this is like Julia Childs watching somebody make a banquet dinner in the microwave. (laughs) You know better. (laughs) Right. Right. You know better, but you're turned on because you're also sucked in by Nomi. Like you're yeah. a lesbian and you yeah. fucking love her. Yeah. Um, She's now I, and this and this was after Bound, right? Or was this before Bound? Gina Gershon. I think it Bound. was before. I'm mm. pretty sure it was before. Because uh, this was what, ninety five? This was Bound yeah. was mm-hmm. ninety seven. No, Bound was ninety six. Mm-hmm. So And this it came was, out ninety five, so yeah. After. She was doing her, you know lesbian oh that movie thing. is so good yeah that i still haven't seen that bound oh you haven't seen bound it see that immediately that movie is good on like like many levels like it's it it's camp for sure mm-hmm. and it's great camp like it's done so 
so well. Jennifer Tilly is so good in it. Yes, that's right. I knew about that. I knew about Jennifer Tilly in that. And I know and there's like only, a. <clears throat> I, what I always heard was like, oh, there's Jennifer Tilly and Gina ba- Gina Gershon, and someone gets like finger banged in a tractor trailer. That's correct. And yeah. Christopher Maloney is also in it. Oh, uh, let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess my final note, and it's a final conclusion that is. Uh, debatable and I respect all opinions but I will say this so Gina Gershon is great everybody else is making terrible choices but I do want to say that I think Elizabeth Berkeley is so good in this movie I think yes I think that is a fair point I think that she is committing to the script and the direction like she's committing to everything that this movie is doing she is signing on for uh and she's bad at it right like i yeah. i, I want to make that clear like she is bad at lying and she's bad at playing an actor who is lying you know what i mean like yes it's bad and that's why it's so good that's why she's so good in this movie yes because, because yes. it's so bad and she's so good at being so bad not yeah. on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's not on purpose. She is doing a, fe- a magnificently terrible job, and it's so magnificent that like it. Yeah, it's not just like Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, um, it, I can't look away. Like I can't. Oh, the dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so good. Oh. It, it's it, it is like if it's almost like well if that's the choreography you're certainly doing it you know like <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're supposed to be doing and you know someone taught her this you know she was you know rehearsing you know hours and hours a day to learn all this like someone taught her this and told her to do it like this and so she did yeah and the reason why i think it's such a camp a gay camp right why gay men celebrate showgirls uh, so easily. And I know that more than gay men do, but I think that this is certainly in the gay world. They showed it on Logo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and VH1, but definitely Logo. But she, the, the there is nothing sexy about these strippers, right? Like, they're all gorgeous women, and they dance well and all that, but we're not, as an audience, male, straight, whatever, they're not turned on by what happens in this movie. And so gay men are able to be in the movie also. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that this is not, it's not being, it's it's being made, I mean, in terms of, like, straight guys watching this, finding it sexy, that is teenage boys at a sleepover, you know? Right. And so, like, it's that kind of, like, caliber of sexy. And <clears throat> I think gay men are really good at, like, seeing the nuances of that because it's not actually sexy it's sex-ish it's sex-esque you know like it's Mm -hmm. sex adjacent you know yeah it's about sex it's about sex and yet it is not titillating right at all at all yeah i mean maybe the ass shot the two ass shots we see of kyle mclaughlin one of them not being kyle mclaughlin like maybe then you know, you're like, ooh, yeah, and then like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, in terms of an appeal for gay men, I mean, I think it's crazy to think that gay men would not see 
the profound appeal of showgirls, even if there weren't butt shots, you know? Um, right. To me, right. I, like, I just, like, I mean, this movie is drag, 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 drag. Uh, completely. I I don't remember. I know that I had a discussion with Nick Achanov on his podcast about this movie, and I can't remember if he... I know he was into it, but I don't know if he was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and sometimes it takes a few viewings or it takes kind sure. of like letting it settle in or finding your access point. Um, but I think like we've talked about, even like John Waters movies are movies where the whole movie's in drag. You've put fake mm. lashes and a bad wig on an entire movie. And I think Showgirls is a movie in like an ill-fitting G-string and like gaudy jewelry and it has some like burger sauce still on its face, you know, Ugh. and I and like a crazy look in its eyes and I can't look away. Know me. <laughs> yeah. Know me. Know me. Monomic. <laughs> <laughs> know me. Monomic. Know me. I mnemonic. Yeah. Know me. Uh, mnemonic. <laughs> you said it right. You said I it did. Right. Know me. Mnemonic. Well, see if they made it that I could have said it with this Johnny Mnemonic shit. I can't say. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Mary, uh, before we wrap up, do you have any favorite quotes from the movie that you want to highlight? Oh, I mean, I think the one that I've, I've repeated to you often, and I'm glad I get a chance to say it, I can't believe I haven't, is like, you're the only one to get my tits popping right. <laughs> like, what a compliment to tell someone, you're the only one who can get my tits popping right. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I love that line. You're the only one to make my tits popping right. And, um... Uh, I just any anything like Henrietta does, and she and she does that. Whoa, she she's she's like you know, hard, you know Rodney Dangerfield in some ways, like her body yeah, language. Right. Like she's like, oh, what's the deal with you know? I uh, the farmer in the dell. I had a cherry once, and now it's shot to hell. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> the fact that she's just like this this mon grotesque woman in drag. I love that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I, sh I should have known. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a favorite of all the lines? Is there like if someone said, what is your favorite line from Showgirls? Uh, it's it's really hard because they're all my children, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They um, are. And, and it changes. Yeah. In a way, they were all my sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can fuck me when you love me is a great line. Yeah. And it's delivered. It's delivered terribly. I love it. Um, uh, I mean, it, it has to be a Crystal Connors line. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it ain't dancing. I know that much. I feel like that's a well, fun that line. One, that one I love. That yeah. one I love. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we take the cash, we cash the check, we show them what they want to see. Um, uh, it might be, you got great tits. They're yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. You like having nice tits? Yeah, it might be that one. And that's um, interesting because that's where Crystal, because Crystal is like the only woman in the movie who kind of acts like a man. Um, and it's so interesting that her last name is a man's name, you know. Um, oh, that, Connors. That she's she's oh. Connoring, you know. She's she's really Connor Crystal, you know. Like she's, uh, 
you know, and like, and that's a moment where she's she's no better than the sooner or later you're gonna have to sell it, you know, like she's, right, right. She's all she's regarding Nomi as if she were a man in this movie. Yes, yes, and even even when they have that crazy shot in the mirror, and maybe this is where I'll land. I don't know how good you are, darling, and I don't know what it is you're good at, but if it's at the cheetah. It's not dancing. I know that much. And then the kick. Mm -hmm. You don't know shit. You know shit. (laughs) Well, and that line's great because she's moisturizing and she's like acting. Yeah, it's It's so good. The delivery is. And you can tell Gina Gershon's like, oh, I got this. Hold on. Here we go. Like you can tell she cannot wait to land this line, you know. (laughs) Not that. I know that much. Like she can't wait to get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Because she knows she's going to get it. Like, she knows she's feeling the, the groove, you know? This was a good take. And mm-hmm. uh, I agree. I think that's a great line because um, it's a great, like, best supporting actress moment as well. Oh, totally. And her best supporting actress moments are throughout. And we even get her without any makeup with makeup on in the hospital. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She is that's the BSA all, role of the movie. Yeah. Like, if yes, this was a better definitely. movie, she'd get a nomination. She'd win. She'd win because, you know, yeah. they would that little like that that brief face journey that she took after Nomi left to the end of like, you know, I was like, oh, look at you acting. No makeup on. You just have Nomi's lipstick rubbed on your upper lip and <laughs> you're devastated. And I I appreciated uh, that moment. Yeah. No, she in a different movie at a different time. Gina Gershon would have won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar as Crystal Connors. Ugh. Ugh, I love her. All right. Well, Mary's that is Showgirls. We finally did it. Finally. Uh, it was great. Finally. Finally. Um I I could do it again in 2 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but uh and maybe focus on just like one scene. But uh anyway, Mary's if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at all right mary or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Uh, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at johnnyalso1, or on Instagram at johnnyalso. This is my favorite movie. Go ahead, Colin. Uh, you can also find me on my podcast, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or on Best Supporting Podcast with Nick Kachanov, the aforementioned Nick Kachanov, queening uh, out on Best Supporting Actresses, uh, similar to Gina Gershon. And uh, you can also, as you know, because you're doing it right now, get more of us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash allrightmary. Um, and because I'm doing it out of order, you can also find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Mm. And we love you for that. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Um, all right, Mary. Uh, I think that's all we got. Next week, I believe, let me get out my list here. Uh... We said we were going to do. I just want to make sure I tell our Marys. Oh, this one. Um, yes. So next week is a very exciting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Valentine's Day week. So we, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Not yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, no, you no, no, it is because this comes out on the sixth. Okay, mm-hmm. that'll come and out. And then, the, so yeah. next week for Valentine's Day, we will be discussing the movie Adam and Steve. Yeah, finally. Which I, you know, there were some requests recently, and there have been in the past for Barbarella, and I like. Thank you, Ross. Oh. We take that on, and we. I think we should do it because the people have spoken. Yes. But uh, Adam and Steve needs to happen first. 
Adam and Steve will happen first, perhaps the week after that, which we didn't uh, schedule. Yeah, let's uh, do Barbarella. So yeah. we'll, I'll put that in. Okay, okay. great. Uh, all right, that's all to look forward to, Marys. Thanks for listening as usual. And, uh, you know, if you're going to gamble, you got to. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> you got to gamble if you're going to win. Yeah. Well, uh, we're in, we're off to take Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, does anybody still wear a hat? <laughs> Piss on your hat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you get dressed at all. <laughs> like the league, a league of their own showgirls crossover. There's too many moments that work. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was a key moment in the game and uh, oops, my uniform bursts open and uh, oops, my bosoms come flying out. Wouldn't that draw a crowd? Like what? <laughs> what if Stillwell's running around blowing that little horn and then it cuts to the girl going, "Will you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> Still well, honey. Still well. Shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I imagine you know Jimmy is like yelling, uh, "Give me a fucking blow, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> There's no crying and stripping. <laughs> Baseball isn't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the high ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the high kicks. Yeah. Oh, oh the fantasies. Let our fantasies unwind. All right, Marius, we're going to see you next time. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs>